All right, Scrappy Doo. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Very A Podcast. It's our two hundredth episode. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. <laughs> I'm gonna start with a little smoke. We don't have to start yapping our heads off, you know. Okay. That sounds good to me. You know what I mean? Maybe I should light this other one. Yeah. Yeah, let's fucking smoke together. Let's try to do this. Oh really? We should do that every time. A couple smoke heads. One flame, two mm. joints. <laughs> That's us. Yeah. We're such one flame, two joints people. This is my first smoke of the day, so I'm going to keep it light. It's really light. Yeah. Why don't you light one twist. of these? Yeah, you're doing tobacco in yours. I'm not doing tobacco in mine. You found an old spliff. Stranded in a dupe tube at the bottom of your bag. And you said, look. And I was like, damn, that's a spliff. I know it is. I'm not really smoking spliffs right now. Mm-hmm. But I said, it for the two, a sign. For the 200th episode, how could you not? <laughs> does, 200, does, does 200 episodes of this mean anything? It means to me we can't be stopped. <laughs> like, we only need 200 listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To go 200 episodes. Well, I thought I doubt we even have that. Yeah, so it's it's just about, I don't know, we must be doing it for us at some point. At this point. Mm. I'm glad we made it this far. They've become easier to do, which has been awesome. Yeah. Do you know how many episodes we've started and just like not done because you and I have gotten into a tiff? You and I. We don't do that with guests. No, w- of course w- not. Let me think about this. This, this would be a, f- a funny thing to recollect. What are we recollecting? Just the history of our podcast, like the, the failed attempts. Oh my God, we could probably... The thank, lost episodes? Thank God we haven't saved them, like put them in a folder, but there's so many like... We start the recording and we get like three minutes in and we're like, fuck it, yeah. we're not doing this. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. What changed? I think we're more comfortable. I think you're more comfortable. Yes, I needed to get more you're comfortable. You're a lot more comfortable. Because I realized if I was uncomfortable, you'd be like, let's not do this. And then I'd like, we'd do all this <laughs> setup and then. Well, why do it? Yeah. I want your, I want real enthusiasm that I can work with. Fake. Uh, it's, uh, it's like, come on, we don't have to do this. Like nobody's holding a gun to our head. No, I know. I know. I have real enthusiasm. Yeah. This is like, I think this is our best looking one yet. If you're watching us on the YouTube, because look at this beautiful painting that our friend Forrest Forest Olympia, Forest Eagle Olympia. What a cool, yeah, la- middle name. Eagle. Eagle. Anyway, he's dope. He like at the beginning of uh, quarantine came over and was like, "Hey, I was supposed to do a, a show with all my paintings, but now they don't have a home, and maybe you guys could hold on to this one." And I was like, "Uh, fuck yeah." Yeah. Fuck yeah! This is incredible. Oh my God, this made quarantine so much better because this takes up a big part of our living room where we have it. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at it all the time and we trip here a lot. So I've had some moments with this thing for sure. It's probably hands down the best thing someone could give us. I'd say drugs is number two. The top thing that you could offer to us besides like your friendship and just uh, paying with attention uh-huh. is art. Yeah. Our f- our apartment is a museum to our friend's art. 
Yeah, thank goodness. It's so fun. I was oh, like, yeah. and even our, you can't see it now, but our podcast case, it's like, once you just kind of commit to color and beautiful things and decorating, you're like, wow, like, look, this is a demarcation of time. I mean, yeah. I don't do tattoos, but I imagine how that would feel for someone who has tattoos. Like you demarcate and, um, totally. I, I, on our acid trip the other day that we did with Emma, I was looking at her tattoos and I was like, I just, for some reason it just dawned on me because like, I've always just like in my head kept the idea of tattoos. I'm just like, I'm not doing that. I don't care. Like whatever. And I just, I understood it. Mm -hmm. And in a way I was like, tattooers are some of the most important artists out there. Right. Like think about the intimacy in which their art is, is done and it's permanent. Mm Mm-hmm. And the moment you share with that person and you're putting your art on them and they're consenting to that, it's just like this beautiful exchange of information. And like you're saying, a demarcation of time, a demarcation of something really rad or something tragic that happened in that person's life. Mm -hmm. It's like this ritual. I just never really thought about it that much. I never really thought like, what are you doing when you sit down and get a tattoo? And now I've like totally have tapped into the exchange that goes on there to the point where I'm like, do we need to fucking start doing this? I just turned 39, maybe when I'm 40. Yeah, I said... Start getting a tattoo every year. Yeah. Definitely want to mark your 40th birthday. Oof. Happy happy birthday, Shawnee. Um, oh, we don't have to do that. No, but I want to. It's okay. <laughs> I can tell you happy birthday. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I feel about all that stuff. I, You know, I'm not... I'm not uh, I think in my household and the way I was raised, like, seeking attention was was not something that was going to get you attention or really worked or anything like that so mm-hmm. i think i just learned to uh be super mellow it's cool about <laughs> birthdays is because like you can be very chill about them but it does make you feel special you had kind of have a special day and it sounds so silly but just like being reminded on a day that different people care about you or that you have people in your life that are like hey i'm psyched for you that you're getting older and that you're still here yeah i think that's special yeah it's so fucking embarrassing how many people reach out and say shit like uh thanks for doing what you do I'm like what do i do i don't fucking do anything <laughs> i don't do anything it's cute that people have that story it's that that's cool but we're just we're just doing what we have to do well, I think that our podcast has become a lot more fun to me, especially in this time where it's like, there's not much else we can be doing right now. Yeah. So investing in this just feels obvious. And also, I don't care if it's gratuitous. Like, I don't care if us sitting here right now is gratuitous or if no one wants to watch because it's just like adding to the river of time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just getting to sit here and, and share this space and then share it with other people and they either enjoy it or don't enjoy it or spend yeah. time with us or not. But it's like the the pressure or the expectation is just kind of, I don't know. I, I've decided that I need to get better at shit. And the only way I'm going to get better at shit is by doing the shit that's whatever. Whatever it is I want to get better at, I just got to do it and not judge wherever I'm at. Get better at something, get better at everything. That's right. what I think. Mm-hmm. You commit to, like you're doing with painting, yeah. you're getting better at everything. You can see it because you're earning your focus. Right. It is kind of like, yeah, you, it's like you enter a flow zone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you do it successfully, which I mean, sitting down and being like, I'm going to paint this picture and I'm going to redraw this picture and then paint it is like, what else can you even think about? You're like, I got to figure out 
perspective of this line to this line? Am I doing the right color? Am I mixing the right color? It just, it overtakes everything. Mm-hmm. And God, I love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. I mean, look at the focus that this must have taken, the right. vision and the focus. Because everyone has that in them, but it takes discipline to unlock your focus. Right. Once you unlock your focus, man, you could you can really get into making some fucking dope art. Mm-hmm. And I think podcasts can be art. I think there's a trend right now to kind of poke fun at podcasters and make fun of them because there's so many of them. Oh, yeah. But uh, that's, that's uh, bitterness. That's recreational bitterness. I think everyone should start a podcast. And I think if you do, you should get our dope headsets because <laughs> they sound good we literally have someone outside or there's a construction site next door going there's jackhammers going outside right yeah now. we can hear them but i don't think they're getting picked up on this yeah yeah that's pretty cool that's pretty cool modern <laughs> technology you know what you know what i think of and i don't uh, i don't expect uh i don't expect an audience to pick up on this or care about this mm-hmm. but the work that we've done together um films and podcasts and whatever the other art it feels important it feels important to me mm-hmm. like it, it feels like why i was put here yeah so i want to honor that it yeah. feels like an alignment with you and who you want to be and what you want to do a hundred percent in alignment with who i want to be and what i want to do and uh the spiritual practice of being a documentarian whether it's through podcasts or, or documentary, realigning, re, uh, reimagining what things could be, reestablishing your yeah. relationship with, with people, with your environment. It's beautiful. And I also think like there's been no, no other time in human history where, where we could tap into how people just were. Right. N- not what people wrote. Not even like the the films that got made, but mm-hmm. like we're in, at a point with media where we can just capture how people were. Yeah. Like none of the fucking editorializing, nothing else. And and look, not everyone's films need to be like that or podcasts need to be like that. But that's that's what I love. That's what totally. I love. I love to um, the, the 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 media that we love, the films that we love the most is when you can tap into a, like a little bit of like whoa, they were like us, and this is from 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that rawness and realness. Totally, like when you see people at the festival, like when you see this footage from Woodstock, mm-hmm. you know, people just, you know, getting to a place, getting excited, you yeah. know, not not a care in the world or a care or whatever What it is. a great film. Yeah, that's Woodstock. really special. Yeah, but even, um, and I doubt they thought of it like this, but when they shot all these Grateful Dead shows, like there's a lot of Grateful Dead shows. We, we've been watching a ton of them through through quarantine, but there's a lot of Grateful Dead shows that got shot between '87 and '95, right? Because they, that's when they started projecting them for the stadium audience. Mm-hmm. So they shot them, but what they also did was like capture a moment in time and how people were, and they cut to the audience shots. And I'm like, I don't know if everyone's like this. I'm just like fascinated. Right. I get all. You see me. I get all close to the screen. I'm like, look. Look how these people are acting. Holy shit, that's how people on acid in the front row of a 1987 Grateful Dead show acted. Mm-hmm. That's how they looked. Mm-hmm. So I, I think kind of what we want to do with with this podcast, this this is it's kind of like the diary of a relationship. We're getting to know ourselves. Mm-hmm. So th- there's, a, there's a rawness, I think, that there's no other time in history where it would have stu- stood the test of time. I mean, Maybe it, in letters, but totally. even then... You're posturing a little bit. 
I mean, it seems like it's just like so easy to do and it is what podcasting like anyone could do it like anyone should do it. But I will say it wasn't easy. It hasn't been easy for me. I honestly, when we first started doing this, I was so mortified by how I sounded on the podcast that I was like, okay, it's, it's cool. Like I just can't have kids cause I can't have kids who then can go back and listen to these podcasts and just like <laughs> be like, that's my mom. She's a total loser. <laughs> oh, you used to think you were a loser. Well, just like embarrassing. I, I'm still, you still get embarrassed by yourself. It's just natural. But before I was like, no, this is, this is just too much. This is just, you know, like it's cool. Like I'm just not going to have kids because I'm just like someone who shouldn't have kids. And, yeah. you know, but as you grow up and you get more mature and you get more comfortable in your own skin, you're like, okay, maybe there's like a little more forgiveness there and it's all good and all these good things, you know? Yeah. Well, that that's the beautiful thing about, uh, being this deep into an artistic practice this deep into a relationship i just turned 39 this deep into a life is and and if this ain't happening to you st- maybe start to to think about the way your life's going but things loosen up over mm-hmm. time if if as your life goes on you're feeling more constricted more backed into a corner like why yeah why, why is it going in that direction as opposed to things getting looser we will talk about shit now that maybe used to be get us into a fight yeah now we'll talk about it and laugh yeah we'll laugh about shit that caused us to fight the day before mm-hmm. like stuff that used to feel really like taboo to even go near both of us like and, and and trust me there's still this we're not we're not beyond this but like the eggshells that you put around yourself that you want people to walk on mm-hmm yeah I was just thinking about that earlier I was like oh man time is such a gift time and experience and relating because I mean nine ten years deep into our relationship I feel like we have a big enough sample size that we can get through a fight easier like it does get easier it really does yeah not saying anyone who gets in fights should stay in the relationship that they're in but if you love each other and you want to like it does get easier because you're used to how the other person reacts. You're used to knowing, you know, for the first maybe five years of our relationship, every fight felt like, oh my God, this is over. And I have so much attachment. I never thought, th- I never thought that. That's so funny. Well, you not know? like over, over, but just kind of. I don't know. I, don't know. I know what you mean though, but I think we were in different positions in the li- in, in in the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Where it, for me, it felt more dramatic, or what do you it mean? It felt more dramatic. Maybe you were younger and thought, like, yeah, I could easily just go start another life, and I might go do that. And, like, for me, this was that new life. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> not some fucking petty fight that we can't even remember now mm-hmm. is not going to end this. Yeah, but it can feel really serious in the moment. And when it feels serious, you have this attachment, and then you cling even harder, and then it gets just more dramatic, yeah. and you just cry or fight or whatever it is rather than... But it's not over. It's never over. I don't know what would make it over. If our sex got fucked up. Sex getting fucked up. I think when you lose uh, like respect for someone. You know? Yeah, you're like, look at this fucking joker. You're like, you're an idiot. You're an asshole. You're stupid. You know, or whatever. Like, yeah, the crazy thing is hanging out with couples who are like that and they're still hanging in there for some reason. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you're like, what are you doing? Just break it off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You're the queen of telling people to break it off. <laughs> Meanwhile, you would never do that yourself. You put up with so much fucking bullshit over the years. You put up with 
I love telling people to break it off because I think people don't even entertain that. And I entertain, that's what I'm saying. I entertain it with you. I mean, like part of the reason that it's been so great not getting married. I mean, I know we're legally entangled with like businesses we own together and stuff, but we really are with each other because we want to be with each other. Not because we have like uh, a contract or an entanglement like that. Or We got to get married every day. Yeah. You got to forget. We say that all the time. We got to get remarried every day. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm fine with that. I like the accountability of not being your husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd look at me different if I was your husband. You think, think so? Yeah. I mean, hey. You'd be like that schmuck. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that word has been so imbued with dysfunction and like Homer Simpson vibe to me. Husband. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with wife. Wife. That's my wife. That's my wife. That's my wife you're talking about. That's my fucking wife you're talking about. It's it's something about that is different than like, that's my girlfriend. Like, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we're talking about this in the right context. (sighs) I think the context we're more talking about is when someone's like, yeah, the wife's saying I can't go out this weekend, you know. Yeah, it's so funny when when you see people doing that. It's just like, why don't you just say the truth? You don't want to go out and you're using your wife as the excuse. And she probably knows that too. Yeah, it's okay. That's why people... (laughs) It's the only point in having a relationship is because you get to use them as an excuse. I've never, I've never, see, we haven't done all that fucking cliche bullshit because we didn't do the cliche thing. Right. You know, I haven't, I haven't been like, well, Cass will get mad if I do this or Cass will get mad if I do that. I don't know. Everyone kind of knows you support me no matter what I do. Yeah. But sometimes there's like, you know, 10 days of spliffs and I'm like, Come oh, on. that <laughs> kind of shit. All you have to say, <laughs> and this is a reference from one of our films. Florida man, you say, I want you to live a long life. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And I put that down. We got to live a long life together. Yeah. Oh, man. I've been feeling a lot. I've been thinking a lot about life, as I think we all have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, wanting to live a long life, but also feeling very, like, vul- more vulnerable than I've ever felt mm. in life. You know, that. Because mm. you can know intellectually that tomorrow's not promised, but really feeling that tomorrow's not promised yeah. kind of feels like the different. That's fucking awesome. It is pretty awesome. But oh, it's also yeah. a little scary because I'm so attached to this reality. So like, I'm so attached to you. I'm so like, I'll hang out with someone. I'll be like, oh my God, was that even worth it? I love them, but, and I loved hanging out with them. And in the moment it was worth it. But then you think like, oh my God, does this mean I'm going to die? Mm. You know? Oh, I love it. I love all this. I mean, think of another year, probably not in our lifetime, that that could get the blood coursing through your veins like this one. I know. Your hangouts with your friends are fucking life and death. I know. It's awesome. It's crazy. You're sitting there with this person who you invited into your life and you're like, they could be the fucking Grim Reaper right now for all I know. I don't know if they're bringing this thing into and they my don't life. Know I don't know even know how vulnerable I am. Yeah. And they don't know. Yeah. So this like, there's this risk you're taking that's kind of like a little, to me, a little sexy. Like, you know, you're like, oh, like everyone you hang out with, you're like, oh, look what we're doing. Right. We're sneaking off together. This right. is insane. Oh my God. Yeah. But I mean, see this, I live for this shit. I don't live for the, the, the drone of, of comfort. I, I don't, I, you know. Honestly, if it was me, I probably wouldn't have seen anybody. 
And that's kind of the beautiful balance of our relationship is that. Yeah. It makes me feel like a fucking douchebag though. You know? Because your, your needs have caused us to put our life in the death jeopardy. <sighs> I don't, God, it sounds so lame to <laughs> say my needs. It's just like my suggestions. I'm like, hey, we could take Molly, just us two, or we could get Zoe in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, inevitably, we're like, that was fucking crazy. That was wild. I'm glad we did that. Yeah, her and Sandra came over. That was awesome. Mm. Um, yeah, talk about Molly. Oh, my God. And talk about relationship. I feel so much harmony now because of the work we've done. And I know that everything's temporary, but at least I can have some gratitude for this temporary moment where I have the best relationship I've ever had with my mom, the best relationship I've ever had with my dad, the best relationship I've ever had with you, the best relationship I've ever had with my parents, uh, your parents, the best relationship I've ever had with my, uh, my friends in a lot of ways. You're harmonizing. Yeah. And I mean, I know there's room for improvement. I know there's people I could be closer to, but there's higher octaves. Totally. There's layers to this thing. Totally. But at least right now, it doesn't feel like when I do the, do the MDMA that opens my heart that I'm like, just, I don't, I don't feel like I, it's just everything is kind of in its right place. It feels like that I don't, a lot of times in previous experiences, it's like you and I need to work through something. We got to call our ex. No, I, no, that's stupid. No, I know. But, you know, just being like, you know, Sean, I know I said that thing, but I love you, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, uh, not just Molly, but Molly being the one that brings that layer of it out the most. Yeah. But uh, a lot of psychedelics, you know, when, when we do them, I think of our trips years ago, it was like when, when it would hit us, there was a lot of that, like, hey, let's, let's just do the therapy thing real quick. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's almost like that is so part of the fabric of our relationship that it's not taking psychedelics to bring that online. Mm-hmm. So we can just have fun. And you never know. You, you still never know when you take it. Like, oh, is this going to be fun? Is this going to be a hard time? Who knows what this is going to bring? But we took Molly on Sunday. Kind of a little little birthday celebration for me. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah. You know, I don't know why this is coming up for me right now. It's but um... And I, f- I feel like it is helpful. I r- this heart therapy book I read a few years ago, Open Heart Therapy. Um, he said it's like this it's guy. Good name. Yeah, it's nice. This guy and his wife. He says what we say to each other is, "I love you and I'll never leave you." And I know that's you can't really truly promise that, but if you can assure someone of that in the moment, like I'm not gonna leave you, then there's just like this spaciousness for comfort. Yeah. You know, of know. of being able to work through things. Like and I think that's what I'm saying with our sample size is like, you know at this point, like I'm yeah. not gonna just like leave. That's like it's it's so funny because my my parents have a, a beautiful relationship in so many ways, but they do not offer that to each other. They've been together like forty two years. You hear what it's like to be up there. No, the word divorce or I'm leaving probably it, gets thrown around on a daily basis it must be a game though because they must at some point both know that's what we both they don't know they're in the game they're in the game but it it, it you know it feels tense to us and then we're like oh that's just their love language that's I, that's how extreme it is for them and that's what's cool it's about fine the, it, I, I respect the shit out of it. it 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 wouldn't be good for me because my my um my nervous system can't handle it yeah <laughs> but it's great for them yeah, abandonment's like one of your things or whatever. I, or, or whatever it is. Uh, I don't know. It was so funny the other when we met up with Zoe. She was like, I listened to your last podcast. Are, are you okay? And I'm like, 
what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, you were acting the same way. We were like, what are you talking about? Like, your dad and like, I'm like, oh, that's part for the course up there. Yeah. <laughs> There's always something. Like, my, my fucking household is fucking total insanity. Caitlin's having fucking grand mal seizures. This one's struggling with depression. This one is rageaholic. This one's doing that. It's just fucking, it's, it's a crazy situation. But, like, I, I think that, to me, practicing radical harmony and trying to harmonize with whatever that is, it's just made me a better person. It makes me better at handling anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was thinking about this the other day because I was, you were getting all domestic and I was like, fuck, should we have a kid? Can I just add one thing to that? Yeah. I wasn't getting all domestic. I think I, I was probably domestic for 10 seconds and I was like, we can have a kid if you want. <laughs> and Cass runs with this. <laughs> no, come on. No, I it's cool. It's cute. It. It's cute. It's cute. Go with it. I want to hear what you're saying. <laughs> So I'm getting all domestic. You had a moment. I know it's a moment. No, I know. I know. I, I want to have your kid. Trust me. No, I know it's a moment, but I'm like, oh man, should we be like thoughtful about their astrology and <laughs> like compatible and like talk about planned parenthood, you know, yeah. like, but then I was also thinking that each sign and each birth and each life and, you know, brings in these sacred challenges, you know? Yeah. And you can't protect your kid from that. You know what I mean? You can't. Why would you want to? And you also can't guarantee that they'll have a life of no struggle or a friend who doesn't have this or their parents that don't do this. Or, you know, we can we can try to do our best, but there's no guarantees that their life is going to be like. Yeah. Rainbows no, and butterflies. And you know? The other thing is uh, the way I see it is like we think we're in control of this, mm -hmm. but um, we probably already had this kid. This kid has already decided to come to us and when and how and under what circumstances and whether it's going to be a surprise or something we think we planned. Yeah, probably in this reality, but we're in the multiverse. Like this is one reality of multiple mm -hmm. realities. So we could take a step to the right and step into a different one. Yeah. And that used to be really unnerving to me that, you know, that that I could, because I, I thought there was like bad and good and there's like a spectrum of bad and yeah. good realities and yeah. <laughs> I might be on the Ferris wheel and take some mushrooms or whatever and get off on the wrong level or something like that, kind of mm -hmm. like Inception, like fuck, and then I forget that you're in a level. <laughs> yeah. And it, that still actually sounds really true to me, but in a way it that's is. less scary because if I got onto one level, that means you can, like you were saying with the higher octaves, you can keep ascending mm -hmm. that sounds so does that sound stupid no like, it's, not a, it's not stupid it's exactly what's happening yeah when you play mario brothers you don't keep playing the same fucking the first stage over and over again world one dash one you go on and on and it gets harder mm -hmm. it makes you a better player right it's like balanced yeah and that's cool yeah but it's also that leads me to not put anyone on a pedestal. I know we talk about this at all, but you know, you just like, we know. Don't, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. Well, just inherently that everyone and everything has balance. Like balances feels like a law of nature. And so I don't know. You just don't get caught up on the good stuff or even get caught up in the bad stuff. Cause it, cause yeah. it's like, okay, for, if you can just see the good stuff, trust that there's the bad stuff. If you can just see the bad stuff, trust that there's the good stuff. Yeah. Where the compliments and the criticisms go down the same pipe. Yeah. And it's all nutrition. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all connection. It's all connection. Like I was saying, like uh, my parents bought me some Crocs. <laughs> I'm walking around in these things, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm wearing Crocs, but I am, and I love it. And I see people looking at them, and then every now and then someone will say something. And I'm like, dude, you're just speaking to yourself. You, you, you trying to shame and embarrass me about these Crocs is just, you're only, and I can translate this in real time, you're only speaking to your desire to be this free motherfucker. Right. Get some Crocs. Damn, you're a little late to the party, but they're fucking awesome. I didn't think of them as a vehicle for awakening. I didn't realize what was going on. Yeah, I knew you were onto something. I knew you were happy with them and everything. And I don't know, I'd borrowed my dad's Crocs a couple times, but they were a size or two too small. Mm-hmm. So... It just, it it didn't fit. You feel like you're walking on clouds. Oh my God. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. I love it. I think they're cute too. I think that (laughs) you letting go into the croc lifestyle, it's just like, it's just letting go. It's like, I mean, I don't know. It's easy for me to say. I put comfort above pretty much anything else. Mm -hmm. And that, that has to do with me. That's my list of priorities. They're not universal. Yeah, I mean, you you put comfort. You're talking about like your clothes. Right. You, you care more about being comfortable than looking great. Hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Hundred percent of the time. I think that's the only reason I stood a chance with you. Yeah. Yeah, to even like make a little blip on your radar because you're so beautiful and it's so obvious that if you were trying to do anything, I probably you would have been blind to my type. You feel me? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So how do you think you won me over? Uh, your whatever your genetic and <laughs> astrological makeup makes it so you you don't care to peacock about that shit. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a little bit of a peacock. I remember used to get re- no. I used to get really uncomfortable because we go to these shows or whatever, and everyone's just like simple and t-shirts and whatever, and you're like walking around with this yellow shawl around you. This? Yeah. This I just I have to have with me when I trip. Yeah, but it brings so much attention to I you. I didn't realize that. I don't know. I I don't like peacocking because then when I notice that people are paying attention, I'm like, oh. No, but you can't help but stand out. Like I think as much as you might say you don't like peacocking, you hate looking like you're just part of like you don't want to be a cog in a machine so if you look like if there's a ten thousand people in a room and you look just like them you're going to be even more uncomfortable than if yeah. you were standing out right yeah I'm, a, I'm like a where's waldo type yeah i'm i'm a face in the crowd but like you're like oh there he is <laughs> there's that motherfucker yeah <laughs> yeah these like minute decisions that we make about life or that are have to do with our astrological makeup or whatever where our list of priorities comfort aesthetic whatever are they lead to so many bigger decisions mm. as far as like what kind of life you live what kind of relationship you have what kind of whatever how you're going to harmonize right because to me that's the priority that's something that when you start to uh, transcend the the right or wrong paradigm you can start to harmonize with a lot more stuff and mm-hmm. when you when you throw on that lens you start to figure out how to spot like what to you might feel like a bad note and instead of repelling that thing you kind of find it in you on how to how to work with that that thing yeah. i know i'm being far out right now no no I, i'm just buzzing i like it i like it a lot because 
And it reminds me that when it gets to those Crocs, I'm going to talk about the Crocs. When someone, this episode's brought to you by Crocs. It's brought uh, to you by Crocs. Episode 200, the start of our second season of this podcast, is all going to be all about the money, baby. Yeah. And we're going to manifest that money by talking about Crocs. And then Crocs is going to be like, we really want to advertise on your podcast. We'll be like, okay, I guess you can. Just send us some free Crocs. Um, no, other, Hitting this bong for Crocs. You know, other people who might see your Crocs and think like that's lame. And you think that that, that is such a compass. You know, if you're like, oh, I don't like that. Or that's uh, not cool. Or you're like, wow, that's cool. I wish I was cool and could wear Crocs. I don't know. I've just, I love, I love jealousy. I love jealousy in myself because, you know, I, Forrest Springs this huge painting. And I'm like, damn, I this wish I could do something like this. What the fuck? I just want to spend my time painting a fucking huge painting. And right now I'm starting with like little paintings like this big. But. Yeah. I'm like, fuck it. I'm, there's, there's nothing we can't do. Especially when you're questioning. Your are incredible. Thanks, babe. You're my number one supporter. But the thing is, when you're start, when you're facing death every day, mm-hmm. the prospect of, you know, getting sick and having, you know, whatever it is go on, yeah. you're like, fuck, I want to spend part of today doing the thing I love, like painting cute animals. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're very lucky to be able to do that. Very lucky. And there's also another part of it there's luck but then there's like what we were saying before finding your focus Mm -hmm. being able to to focus your attention long enough to know you even want to do a painting let alone know what you want to do that painting of let alone let alone imbuing it with your spirit it's crazy how doing your favorite thing can be so hard to like actually sit down and do it you know, you're like, I love painting. It's my favorite thing to do. But yeah. it is easier to just, like, look at other people's paintings on Instagram, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same thing with, with everything we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we love filmmaking. But at the same time, we're like, pretty much everything else we do is, like, preferred in a way. Cause maybe because it's easier? I it's guess. instant gratification. I mean, you you put a couple songs together. We play them down in Church of Chill, Sacred Parrot Heads episode. Um, and that was so gratifying. That was so satisfying yeah, for us. I know. It didn't cost any money. Nothing. We just were laughing about the idea of uh, making a, a, like an album's worth of music called Sacred Parrot Head. And what would that sound like? What would the vibe feel like? Like, what would be the ideal vibe? And how would we get that across in music for something called Sacred Parrothead? It's like you took a a piece of what you love about making movies and just, like, do it once a week. You're like, I yeah. love putting music together for movies. I love interviewing people. Mm-hmm. And, th- I mean, th- that's why it's uh, it's all document all, all documentary. Like our medium is documentary. We we practice it with different brushes. This is the podcast is one of the brushes. Church of Chill is one of them. Believe it or not. Yeah, that's that's our way of of taking some of the money back, taking some of the power back. You know, I I used to buy records. I own five hundred records. I own five hundred a thousand CDs. The music I've listened to in the last. 10 years plus the the music I've listened to since like 2005 doesn't exist anywhere Mm -hmm. so I have to keep renting it 
the music that feeds my soul, I have to keep renting it. Uh, fuck that. We're going to take some of that offline. We're going to, as long as we can, as long yeah. as we can take those mixes, take them off, you know? Well, I think supporting artists is so important. And I think that's where it's like, but at the same time doing these mixes, if you like a song, you can go listen to the that song or whatever it is yeah. it's like an introduction totally go see their show if, if there's ever shows again buy their record do whatever but yeah i would i mean i love the idea of us introducing people to a song that they love you know oh my i know how much it makes my day and beyond makes my day when someone sends us stuff that we that we really like this painting a song whatever some expression oh my god yeah and well and also just like love doing it ourselves and that i think that's episode 200 i feel like this is a very chill episode oh yeah i feel like don't have any expectations when you listen to us no (laughs) definitely don't leave your expectations at the door man yeah but i don't know this i think where i'm at is just like grateful that we keep doing this despite it not being there not being an obvious reason we're doing it except we keep connecting with cool people and that's cool and we keep getting better chilling we keep making our best friends that we've ever met yeah that's true we wouldn't talk like this around our friends that we've known forever there wouldn't be space to so we get to blast out our rogue signal some scrub somewhere picks up on it and they reach out like these have become our best friends Mm mm-hmm and yeah, so they, they say they're a fan, but they're our friend. Yeah, if, you're, if you've reached out to us, if you listen to us, if you, well, if you listen to us for the next couple episodes and then drop off, whatever it is that your relationship with this, us is, <laughs> is like, thank you. Because it doesn't take much for us to feel really good about doing this, you know. Yeah. yeah it's therapeutic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Slide another one of these motherfuckers. Cool. This for all. This is for all the people that uh, listen to us and have reached out and said something nice. And if you've been too scared to, that's cool too. I don't think I've ever said anything nice to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think. I mean, ideally, on the other side of this, there's like ways of being of getting together in person, you know, but. I think we're going to have a space camp. Yeah, we've talked about that for a few years now. We've Yeah, but so much about what's gone on in 2020 has uh, brought things even more into focus for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's going to make sense doing as we m- move on and what's not going to make sense? Like, we're not going to be able to make a film this year. We're not. That's not happening. We're talking to a lot of highfalutin companies about who want our fucking our style of shit and i'm just like okay cool we'll keep talking to you and if you want to put some money in our account that's cool but no one's making anything this year film wise this we can do when i think about congregation which i think is very important to us as we've realized Mm -hmm. uh i think a space camp could be doable like some sort of thing where and look if anyone's hearing this and and feels inspired to uh help us out let's talk but like Maybe we get like, just like, like we team up with like Noah. Like, I think there's a lot of overlap between our, our audience and the synchronicity audience. And it'd be fun to just get a bunch of people together who 
on your way and you 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 bring a fucking corona test that says negative and you come hang out with us for like three or four days i think where i'm getting clarity now is that space camp i don't want the liability because i just can't we just aren't in a position to handle that kind of liability but what's the liability friends hanging out no just um hosting there's so many campsites it's almost like you just need to overtake a campsite that's what i'm saying so no one's responsible for all coming together but we all decide on a weekend and are like all right let's go to this campsite this weekend and they already have showers they have this you bring a little stove maybe there's maybe we could figure out some catering truck or something if everyone wants to eat food from you know what i mean there's a way to there's lots of ways to do it yeah we don't have to get into the logistics now but who cares who cares and when you're outside (laughs) When you're outside, there's also less transferable. Yeah. And you know what would be uh, a cool thing if we had stuck with it to be doing, I think would be more relevant now, is when we were doing uh, the Church of Chill Colin show for Adult Swim. Right. I don't even, they don't even have that studio or the ability to do that anymore, I don't think. But uh, something like that could be fun from time to time even on this episode i wish like i wish we could have our computer open and just be like facetime us yeah i would have you know what we could do is like we could have the computer here and a whole bunch of people like just sitting in a zoom like they could just be watching us do this live and then we could say like let's do a little q a and i think that's why it's been so important for us to get to 200 episodes where you and i don't fight before an episode so we can just like do an episode guarantee and once you can do an episode guarantee you can set the time that you're doing the episode it's so funny i don't even want people to get the wrong idea like our fights would literally be like they're not even fights it was just clear that the podcast what it wasn't a time to do it like yeah. i would wake up and i'd be like oh shit probably good day to do a podcast let's just go do one and you wouldn't have wanted to do that at all and i don't realize that until like three minutes in the podcast and i'm talking to you and i'm looking into your eyes and there's just nothing there and it just goes quiet, not in a chill, like, like there's probably good, like quiet swaths in a lot of our podcasts, but not in that way. And yeah. they like, I don't got anything for you, dude. Yeah. I'm just here. Cause you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, cool. Yeah. We just turn this off and maybe we throw a hissy fit where we don't want to be friends for like a half hour. Yeah. But then, you know, eventually, uh, no, one of us gets hungry or just, horny or something. Right. But just the fact that that was even within the possibility, I'm like, we've matured. Like, this is still the beginning of this podcast. Very this much is, so. Yeah, this is the beginning of season two. This wasn't even this wasn't even a thing the first hundred episodes. Like I, I always said that. I was like, look, these hundred episodes are to see if if we can do this. At the time it was if I could do this because you were not joining me on this podcast yeah. for the life of you. Um so the first hundred episodes were like, let's let's see if we we even have the ability to do this. Mm-hmm. And I always like I was like we're if we're doing a podcast we're doing a hundred episodes, and then these last hundred were definitely um, vibe tribe finding the tribe. Yeah, and now we're doing video, which kind of enter opens us up to a whole new world, yeah. and a new whole new way of us approaching it, and kind of realizing that I'm sure we're gonna have lots more guests, but we just also want to really yeah. make this something that is chill and expand on just documenting a moment yeah totally no matter whether there's a guest with us or not or I mean, anything it, going on you know what else i love about youtube 
that, that we put this on there. What? And if you're just listening to us, check us out on YouTube and leave a little comment or something. Yeah. What I love about YouTube is that people leave a little comment. Yeah. And it's YouTube. So they're not even necessarily fans of ours. Yeah. Who knows how they came across this fucking thing. Yeah. But sometimes they're pissed. I love that. Right. It's it's so it's so awesome. It's like when we used to have our films only on Vimeo. For the first 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> yeah. And then we're like, okay, well, Let's see what's really going on. You put them on YouTube and you get some real ass feedback. Nasty comments. Nasty shit, man. Not usually, like, because of who we film with, it's usually about the people that we film. And that's even worse to me. It breaks my heart. Yeah. It breaks my heart, but it's also why we made the films. Right. To reveal that. Because, like, I want them to be, like, psychedelics in that way. Yeah, someone posted on the American Juggalo movie the other day in the youtube comments saying like the comments on here are making me cry and i'm like i feel the same way people are so mean people say let's uh, we should drop a nuclear bomb on that place they say the same thing about oceana from our film oxiana mm -hmm. it's crazy you get a lot of the same type of comments someone wrote a comment on uh, on oxiana the other day saying the filmmaker ruined this film from the first frame by showing a hatchet man because the first the opening of of Oxiana is a guy holding up his brother's juggalo shirt. It's it's like such a stark image to me. It made me cry. Mm -hmm. Like he he just he held up. He said he said this was his shirt and has a hatchet man on it because his brother was a juggalo and his brother had died. So he's holding up this shirt and he smells it and he goes it still smells like him. And like for like in that moment when we were shooting it, I was like this is the opening of our movie right here. And we got back and it worked really well. And like to me the image of that movie starting with an empty coat hanger, a lost soul, somebody is not here anymore, and ending with a with a newborn baby, a baby that was hours old mm -hmm. from a couple that we had been following through Oceana. I think, uh, I mean, like, those are the types of decisions I was, I was trying to make. But also, don't judge a fucking juggalo. Don't judge these addicts. Don't judge anyone. Like, dude, you're off on a bad trip already. If the first frame of this film made you write off these people because it involved juggaloism, Look into your heart. And there's also little things I get off on as a filmmaker, like our last film was American Juggalo, and a lot of people saw that. And the first frame of our next film is kind of a continuation. Like when we were making American Juggalo, I was like, I want to go back with somebody. I want to go back into their town and see what it's like there. Mm -hmm. And then we stumbled across Oceana, and it's, it's almost as if that's what we did. Yeah, because they're so... It's so, when you're doing a documentary, it's so personal, like what you're interested in, what you're all about. And I think mm -hmm. that's where the podcast is too. It's like, this is what we're up to. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like we try to um, grow fast enough to keep people listening because we want to have something to offer. This is how we grow. Right. This is how we grow. This is our, like, if we were comedians, this would be like us um, getting on stage at whatever the comedy seller and just doing our 15 minutes yeah that's what's so cool about anyone watching because i'm like i'm putting in my 10,000 hours if you're spending any time hanging out with me during this time like god bless you that's cool but this is like i gotta just do this i don't know why it just has to happen yeah yeah we want to become better people that's yeah. the goal yeah we want to harmonize we want to stay together yeah right yeah and to stay together the best way to do that would be to be in harmony Mm -hmm. yeah and this podcast has been 
more important to you than me at certain times and probably more important to me than you at certain times. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I know that there's part of the reason that we keep doing this is like, I want to impress you. Like, yeah. I want to get more chill at this. So you like me. And I also don't want to, I don't want to like, I don't want to become irrelevant to each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doing stuff together is so a part of who we are. You stepped up so hardcore. We've talked about this, but we don't talk about this behind the scenes shit on our, on the podcast really. But like, I don't know if it, it, I'm not encouraging anyone to do this, but if you listen to like an older episode, Please don't. Yeah. you know, you just like just something clicked one day and you were like, Oh, I see. I see why we do a podcast. I see why we want to keep doing it. I see why we want to be consistent and I see why I want to evolve my voice through this well that i think that's with anything and you just start doing it i think that's with anything is like you can spend all this time having the hangover but if you just take the hangover and let that drag out and not apply it toward actually getting better and letting go and and that whole thing you're kind of like the jokes on you mm. and that's kind of where i got to i was like all right fuck i'm gonna be hungover from this podcast i'm gonna be uncomfortable i'm gonna probably embarrass myself i'm not gonna be able to have kids it's all this stuff <laughs> But like I refuse to let the joke be on me, and the only way to not let the joke be on me is like to trudge forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only time the joke's really on you is when you've somehow constructed a worldview where you shouldn't be expressing yourself. Yeah, no, I know that's where what I'm you saying. don't deserve it for some reason, where everyone else does. Where and and God, you know how often we hear people say this, and you've it's probably come out of your mouth many times. Like, I'm not an artist. I'm not creative. Yeah, you fucking are. Well, yeah, you are. I think I've come to think Not that, you. No, I know. You definitely, but like everyone. And yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what allowed me to accept the artist within myself is realizing that everyone else is. I had to like give permission for everyone else to be an artist in order to give permission to myself. Yeah. You know, in the art of making food, the art of talking to someone, the art of, you know, everything that you possibly could do, how, how you make your bed in the morning, whether you fold your clothes, whether you stay organized, how you pick up a pencil, how you write your name, you know, what order you do stuff in. It's like all creative decisions. Yeah. And so like I granted permission to everyone else in the entire universe to see them as artists. And I'm like, oh, now I get to be one, you know? And actually doing it, actually making art and making that a practice in your life is such a subversive act in a world that wants you to work and be small and be and feel not just be in debt but feel in debt and feel small mm -hmm. in a world that's trying to steer you towards that in a world that's trying to make you feel more constricted as you get older that's that's making you fear the end that that's that's uh, that's shrouding and distracting you with comfort to 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 pop out of all that and to try to decorate this place with beautiful stuff. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a radical act. Well, and by doing it, I know this because other people do this for me is like by you deciding to paint a picture or learn the drums or whatever the fuck you're doing. Like I think of Andrew and Zach, like they inspired me <sighs> so much Yeah. because 
they make good money being first ACs. They're badass, but they're also... They pull focus like motherfuckers. They build cameras. They're talented writers and DPs. Yeah, but then they become a writer, a director. Andrew just sent Andrew me... Andrew just sent us his new zine. His new zine. It's called Strange Times. It's by Andrew Jewell. They have Check a badass out. band together. Yeah. And it's small like... Small drag. Um, yeah, small drag. And I'm, I'm like, wait, do I want to be part of that stream? a flow of like inspiring someone to do something yeah. like even cause they're Hell like, yeah. Oh, that's not that good. I could fucking paint a pug better than her. It's like, yes, do it. Like I want to see your pug. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do want to see your pug. Send me your pugs. Please. <laughs> we have a new pug in our life named magic. Very sweet magic. Yeah. Th- see, that's what I meant. Like there's certain things that like you getting all like warm and fuzzy about a pug is like you being a little domestic. It's not a diss. It's oh just, no, I know that pug came into our life and everybody was just talking to us about how we should have kids. We should have a pug. I was tempting. We were like, let's get an albino pug. No, you don't <laughs> want a little albino pug freaking us out <laughs> while we trip. No, I'm sure it's really sweet, but no, I barely, you know, I say this all the time. I just say, I'm not ready to take care of anything. Yeah. I mean, the thing with us is we don't really, we don't really want for anything besides to create something. I love to sleep late. Oh man. There's going to be a day where that switches, where I'm like up at the crack of dawn and I want a million things to do and take care of, or if I have a million things to do and take care of, I'm going to be so grateful for it and be like, I asked for this. I want this. I love it. Blah, blah, blah. But like right now, like I'm loving. Yeah. Oh my God. Like uh, I, I'm trying not to get attached to it, but like our life is so dope right now. We were, we were in bed for an hour and 45 minutes tuning to each other. In a lot, in different ways, with our different practices, before we even came out here, mm-hmm. before we even attempted to take on our day, and we had to build that for ourselves. There's no job you're gonna go get that's gonna be like, we get it. You're not really. We're not gonna bother you till like one in the afternoon, and we'll let you off the hook around four twenty. There's no job that's gonna do that. I think that people would be more productive though if there was a job like that. Hell yeah. If there were jobs like that. I mean, I, that's how we self-employ ourselves. We're self-employed. Yeah. Our job, we work from like 1 to 4.20. That's like a perfect time. I don't think I do that. Well, yeah. I think I work for two hours in the entire year. Any the stuff that feels like work. But what I do, I fucking come up with fucking new films. I don't know if we'll ever make them, but that's what I feel you're like You're an I ideas do. man. I guess. And you're like Don Draper where he has to like go out and be a wild man in order to have that like idea that clicks. He, oh my God. That's so funny. Cause we did have a wild night. And then the next morning I, I came up with an idea that you were like, this is the next thing we're going to make. That's so true. And you just started reaching out to producers who were like, this is the next thing you're going to make. Yeah. And it all came from a, just a beautiful day of taking Molly and three uh, gorgeous women showing me their titties all day. And like, you know, just it wasn't like, a non-sexual, <laughs> but yeah, there is like, there was, no, it wasn't about sexual. Like, it wasn't, se- it was I mean, just it so was sexy, hot. but not sexual. And that's what was cool. Cause like when it's this hot out, like titties just end up flying all over the place, slipping out <laughs> intentionally or unintentionally. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. You all were making my day. You guys were making each other's day, but like you have no idea what it was like to just fucking be that high and just bear witness to girls being like show, showing each other their yeah. I, like it's, are it's my loose. titties the most perfect thing you've ever seen, or are yours? It's like fucking Jesus Christ. 
I think that's where I've loved being so comfortable that sex and sexuality used to make me uncomfortable. But now, like, I know what my boundaries are and what my interests are. Yeah. That, like... We could push it. You can push it because you're yeah. like, I can be whatever, loose, because I'm I... I'm not going to fuck this person. Yeah, we're not fucking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't... No one's going to, like... I don't want them to feel... And or maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's just, like... It's just fun and can be fun and funny. But the truth of the matter is you and you we're not sluts. You know what I mean? We're not promiscuous people. No. And I have enough of a sample size to know I'm not a promiscuous person. So it's allowed me like and I also know that I won't do anything unless it's comfortable to me. Yeah. Which is like so I know if I'm like getting into a situation like it's because it's comfortable to me and consent and enthusiasm like those are the sexiest things to me so like it's not gonna be weird because i don't want to mostly i don't want to have sex with pretty much anyone because i'm just not i'm not a promiscuous or super sexual person like i'm not looking for new partners i'm not that's not what i'm all about oh my god there's probably people listening to this just laughing because they've listened to us for five years and heard our sexual evolution and <laughs> to me i'm not promiscuous maybe in like the larger context of a monogamous 10-year no, relationship you'd be like you're very mo- not promiscuous i think but. i think over the course of us doing this podcast which is the us taking psychedelics that's how long we, we've been doing this podcast pretty much since we found acid yeah we we recorded our first episode the day before we took acid for the first time right with ayla um yeah i think what we've realized is what what sex is and it's not something like that we want to like consume the way that mm-hmm. we're taught to consume so many things mm-hmm. so it really it needs to be right it's so sacred and and it's become so sacred to us that to mix up that energy with somebody else like we know what it is as much as like you want to the temptations there mm-hmm. we we know what it is so there's a lot more factors you know like sometimes it's undeniable you're like okay you meet a person like us with carrie we're like we're going to be exchanging sexual karma and but we're willing to take that on we're willing to fucking take on goddamn coronavirus fuck it let's do it and we got down and we have some good times <laughs> But we also, I think, have learned how to read the situation for more for what it is, not just like, oh, it'd be really fun to do this tonight, but like more like we're going to be, as Jada Pinkett says, like entangled with this person a little bit after this. Yeah, to the point where when you don't, when you're like, oh, I know we have a sexy vibe with this person, but then when you don't have sex with them, you're kind of relieved. You're like, oh, thank God it didn't go there because now we don't have to even deal with the karma of it going there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then there's the opposite. You know, what's the opposite? The opposite would be like a situation where you're like, I don't think we can hang out with this person anymore unless we have sex with them. That sounds so fucked up, though. I don't fucked up. Doesn't that just sounds hard? Like you're you're like I can't be friends with someone. We don't. I'm talking about people we barely fucking know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, all right, this is like we have a a vibe, and if we're not able to like ride that vibe, yeah, we probably just shouldn't even hang out. No, like this person's making it clear they would uh, do this mm-hmm. and they want to. And uh, here we are and we're like, uh, uh, so the friendship isn't there. You can't really have that friendship. Right. So it's um, so like, it's like, hey, are we going to just do this or can we just stop hanging out with this person? Because it's so weird. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't want to sexually... Maybe that does sound fucked up, but... You don't want to sexually objectify someone or be sexually objectified. No. Both, both are uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not speaking gospel right now. Like, this is not... Nor do we ever claim to be speaking gospel, but especially this. Like, I think we wanted to have a very loose time. Yeah. <laughs> We're just fucking around. Yeah. Yeah. But that Molly definitely moves some fucking energy. Good God. And we don't take that much. Take Mm-mm. 120 milligrams on an empty stomach. Yeah. Like once every four months. Once every four months. So when the season changes. Yeah. Maybe a little less. We always say we're going to take it once every four months and then it ends up being like once every eight. Yeah, it's nice to do it with other people because you can have like a very memorable thing. Like, remember mm-hmm. when they came over and that was so fun or we went to this or ho- it was Halloween or, you know, the Ween oh concert God, yeah. or whatever it is. You know, you like demarcate it with something very fun. But we've also had ones where it's just you and I mm-hmm. that's been like very intentional. Yeah, I, I like to um, when we're any working with any medicine to think of uh, like trilogies of trips. Like, oh, we're going to take acid. This is going to be the first part of a trilogy. And the first one, yeah, we might include some friends. Like, that's going to be more like, oh, cool. We're having a happy, fun time. One tab, you know, a tab and a half. Then there's going to be the, like, you and I bonding on a tab, tab and a half. And then the the last part of the trilogy is, like, two tabs quiet. We're not really even saying anything to each other. And we've done that with Molly. We've done that with acid. We've done that with mushrooms. But like, I feel, I feel like those are like the stages. Right. Those are the films of the trilogy. Yeah. Everything in a moderation, like the wild friends, ecstatic trips. I don't want to try to have like, like my, my great time, fucking peak fun time with my friends, but also bonding with music, but also having a spiritual experience all at once. I'm like, let's, let's have this trip try to be more about just lose fun fucking time listening to the Grateful Dead and laughing. Right. And, and then it, the next one, it's like, let's not even put on music. Right. And and then the, the next one, it's like, let's not even be around each other. Sometimes it's hard to make those decisions in the beginning because sometimes you think like, oh, this trip yeah. feels serious and then you end up laughing the whole time and you're like, oh, look at us thinking this was going to be like a whole serious experience. That's what I, when I did it with you and Emma and I was like, inside having ayahuasca purges from both ends i'm straight up like deep in ayahuasca land from a tab of acid what the fuck right and i was like i'm done i'm on the sidelines of this motherfucker i'm embarrassed i want to have a good time with these girls and i'm in here like a fucking fool and uh next thing you know i'm great (laughs) i i was the fucking king of the butterflies you were a butterfly king the butterflies loved you (laughs) They kept circling around your head. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. They could feel that my crown chakra was blasted open. Yeah. And the light was pouring in. They wanted a taste of that. Yeah. Yeah, but they wanted to taste the waste, man. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. What's next, Cassie? In our podcast, in our life, and what we should talk about. Sure. All those things fuck i don't even know what's next i know it's just keep going and have a great time i think that's part of harmonizing is like you can't expect to harmonize with the world if you're holding the same note all the time so we have to be prepared to have a a wide range 
of octaves. Yeah, we drank coffee this time, but I feel like this was like particularly chill episode. I had to smoke weed the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if coffee serves me. You feel it in your heart. I just feel, yeah, yeah, pretty much. But it's it's not like light on my heart. It's a little like scrunched. I feel great, but like, uh, I don't know. It's a little too much. Too much. Yeah. You seem fine. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm good. I've been having fucking weird fucking dreams though, man. I don't even want to talk about my dreams. Like, I'm not going to talk about my dreams. All I can say is they've been weird and I've been keeping doing edibles. And I wake up and I'm like, how do I keep having the craziest dream? Isn't edibles supposed to... <laughs> I don't know. You've also been taking 5-HTP. Oh, yeah, maybe that. And then also just, like, watching some really weird media. Like, watching that whole Waco series, finally. That was yeah. crazy what happened down there. That's a good series. It was well done. Really well done. Michael Shannon. Mm-hmm. It's just called Waco. And the guy that played David Koresh was incredible. Yeah. You see... It was such a, I mean, awful event that happened um, where, like, the FBI pretty much murdered this uh, community, this religious community. 75 people. Yeah. And uh, what I realized at the end of it, I was like, they did their intended purpose. I The FBI? Yeah. The intended purpose was, like, to scare people out of, like, thinking differently, living differently. I don't yeah. even know if in the moment they realized, they just, like... They didn't want to get it more embarrassed. They were trying to put on a show of force. But the thing is, they have to put the show of force on to keep us all in line. And I'm saying it yeah. worked. Like, I'm someone who loves the idea of communal living, loves the idea of uh, thinking differently, loves the idea of having a community that's based around spirituality and ascension and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But it's stories like that that scare the shit out of me and say it's not even worth it it's not even worth the effort it's like I, i'm gonna be fine i'm gonna uh, be fine and that was pumped out on that was like one of the original og like cnn like you're glued to cnn in 1993 to mm -hmm. see what was going to happen over this this 40 day standoff 40 plus 43 43 days or something like that right standoff between the fbi and what they call a cult but i don't know what's not a cult right yeah and they killed these motherfuckers yeah they could have just walked away no they i mean but they can't because if they did what's like what does that send people what kind of message does yeah. that send yeah the american public it's like the truth is these people weren't harming anyone everything they were doing was was legal even though you could frown upon a lot of the stuff, like, you know, this guy was definitely a polygamist, having kids with everybody in there that he could, and uh, doing some weird shit, but it was, uh, for the most part, consenting adults who were there, who were living um, very simple lives, but they were living in harmony. And that shit is a fucking threat to this empire. Mm -hmm. people figuring out another way of doing it and harmonizing and that coming off well to the point where this yeah. place was attracting hundreds of people. Right. 
the thing that you reminded me because i always think like oh let's maybe we should like try to find some land somewhere for like fifty thousand dollars or if that even exists but i know there is land where you can get acres somewhere upstate new york with however many acres and maybe other people would want to go in on it with us and we could all like you know have little tiny houses and you're like you can't do that you know what i mean you can't that's not allowed like they have zoning restrictions of course because they already know people have tried this before and what you communal living isn't a new thing i don't even think it's that they're so much against communal living i mean yes but what you were saying that was like just a like aha moment was that it's a war on the poor like if if it's to make sure that we don't go and buy a piece of land for 50 grand that's say 20 acres and put 20 tiny homes on there yeah and start saying come here yeah they don't want that no no it starts to upset uh the balance of things Mm -hmm. they need people desperate needing their next paycheck yeah needing to go to work needing Uh to get health insurance yeah exactly it's all designed intentionally like people when making whenever someone's making a rule they're usually putting their their own um, self-interest first, right? Absolutely. I mean, America, this place that we're in, is is designed for your extinction, whoever the fuck you are. It's coming for you. It wants you on the brink. It wants you on the edge of precarity all the time because that, that's what makes good consumers. That's what makes good, good workers. That's what makes obedient masses and to resist that and to make art and to find out how to harmonize even with the people you disagree with this is shit we're working on but practicing radical harmony that's fucking that flies in the face of of everything that this empire is all about Mm -hmm. so i think that's kind of where the revolution starts right on yeah 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 Yeah. one more bong hit cool would you like one? A bong hit? Yeah. The people you know what happened it. last time I took a bong hit? I fucking coughed a brain out. So what? We're ending this. Yeah, that's true. Episode 200. Thanks Coming for at hanging you. with us. Coming yeah. at you. Thanks for being awesome. Sometimes I'm like, it doesn't matter who listens to us or if anyone listens to us. But then when I find out who is listening to us and I'm like, wow, you're so much cooler than we are. I'm oh like, God, everyone that reaches out to us. I'm like, you're fucking 10 times smarter and cooler than us. There you go, Cass. My little sweet little juggalette. That was righteous. Here's one more. (laughs) You love that bong? It's your new best friend. Bring it everywhere with us. We used to travel with the volcano vaporizer like that, but now it's this bong. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad you can't get alcohol to clean that thing, though. I know. Yeah, if anyone has a lead on uh, alcohol that has 91% in it, so I can <laughs> clean this fucking thing. It's been a minute. <laughs> Looking good, baby. Really fun. You're so awesome. You're awesome. Thanks for doing this. Everyone listening, you're awesome. Thanks for hanging with us to this point. It's been fun. We appreciate you. We love you. 
Peace and love. Peace and love.